0: Welcome to Mind Mastery Week. Eight guests, 16 episodes over five days. With this special episode featuring Andy Fell. Have you ever wondered what it takes to create a knife that's from the bonds of corporate slavery? Maybe you're already on that journey, but you're still figuring it out. This show aims to show you the way by sharing the real stories Strategies, tactics, trials and tribulations of freedom seekers at different stages of their journeys, from running a business on the side to serial entrepreneurs who've launched and scaled multiple, multi-million dollar firms. Hello, I'm Craigie B. This is Corporate Escape Plan. Hey, hey it's me, Craigie B, and welcome to the Corporate Escape Plan, and this Spring 2020 Mind Mastery Series. Today's guest is a returning guest. He's a corporate escapee with two decades of senior management experience in the UK banking sector before he emigrated to Australia. His experience includes director level roles and these days he's a speaker, coach, educator, facilitator and writer and also the founder of a company called Gift 631 and What Winners Do, vehicles through which he empowers people, teams and businesses to reach their true potential through winning routines, habits and systems. So welcome back, Andy Fell. It's, a, it's an absolute pleasure to have you here.
1: Oh, was great. It's, it's just brilliant to be talking to you. It's been a long, long time, so Uh, Yeah greetings to everyone from uh, the Gold Coast in Australia.
0: Yeah so for anyone that hasn't picked up up on it already this is a deeper dive after an episode that we published earlier in the week so if you haven't heard that do go back and listen to Andy's opening Mind Mastery episode with us from Monday. So today we're going to dive a little deeper and we're going to explore together the habits of winners and I think before we do that I just want to invite you Andy to share some of your backstory.
1: Yeah sure well I, you know I was born in uh, in Birmingham and uh, I grew up in the West Midlands and um, after I finished university Craig I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do but I had a, a lot of student debts to pay off so um, I thought it'd be a good idea to to get a steady job in a bank for a couple of years and then pay off my debts and really work out what I wanted to do. and And that turned into a, a thirty year career. And um, I found myself moving through the ranks at the Royal Bank of Scotland, um, had some uh, amazing uh, times, and I really found my absolute love was leading big people centric businesses. You know, I loved um, running branch networks, teams of, of relationship managers, contact centers. And I just had this, this, this real desire to help people reach their potential, to help people go further than they'd ever gone before. To, and I love coaching. I love leadership. I love creating this, this really rich environment where people could bring their true selves to work and, and just give it, you know, give it their best shot. And um, anyway, so my career was, was going exceptionally well until this thing called the um, GFC came along. Uh, and then unfortunately, um, I was made redundant um, through that process after 20 years at RBS and that West. And I'm a fundamental believer that there's opportunity in absolutely everything, as long as you've got the right attitude and mindset. And through that, um, I was then offered a role by the Westpac Bank, Bank uh, here in Australia. So I spent about another eight years uh, in financial services here in Australia, Again, general management roles, uh, running states. I um, ran the St. George Bank uh, across Australia and run, run the, uh, the Westpac Premium Bank. And um, then I turned 50 and uh, I took what I call the Sir Richard Branson test. And Branson says, imagine you're 90 years old and you're sitting in your rocking chair outside your house and you're looking back on your life. What do you want to be saying to yourself? If only i had done this. If only i had done that. If only I'd done the other. I wish I'd done this. I could have done that. I should have done that. And um, by taking that Richard Branson test, I I made a decision, actually, that I'd achieve more in the next 25 years of my life than the previous 50. And I find a lot of people um, slowing down in their mid-30s. And I decided I was going to speed up in my 50s. But I also decided I was going to take the plunge. I was going to leave the corporate world. I was going to set up a business called Gift 631. And um, I grew up at a, a property called 631 Kenworth Road uh, in Borsal Common, you know, where we first met through Birkswell Cricket Club all those years ago. And uh, so my business is Gift 631. My first great teacher was my grandfather, um, but it's also my parents' legacy and my grandfather's legacy living on in the name of my business. And, uh, yeah, so I've been in business um, for myself for about three years now and uh, and absolutely love it. And I love saying... My my chosen affirmation for 2020, which is one of my winning habits, by the way, which really influences my mindset on a daily basis is I love being CEO of my own life and the time and financial freedom that it brings. And I say that to myself every single day. I write that down every single day because that's really why I left corporate. That's why I escaped corporate to, to be CEO of my own life. I love the fact that we've got time and, you know, we're working on that financial freedom as well.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, what a great intro. So thanks for sharing your story. Really appreciate that. So we're going to talk about how to build a series of winning daily habits that help create this champion's mindset. But before we do, I'd like to invite you to do a quick recap on what we talked about before, just for the benefit of anyone that hasn't heard that yet. Yeah.
1: Yeah, And I was saying in, in the first episode that you know, Disney's got this amazing expression, the Disney Institute, that success is, is 95% systems and 5% magic. And you can only unlock the 5% magic through the 95% systems. And I'm a fundamental believer, Craig, that that's as true for individuals as it is for teams, as it is for business units. And uh, like many people, um, I'm actually a, a confidence player. Uh, You know, I'm an introvert by nature and um, confidence is a fragile bird. And um, I found that over the years, I've needed to to build a series of winning habits to enable me to get into the ideal performance state. And if there's a disappointment through the day or through the week, I can get back there quickly. Now, that was important in my corporate life. But that's actually essential when you're self-employed because you cannot afford to spend any time on the floor. If you get a if you get knocked down, you've just got to get back up. So these winning habits are, are important in the good times. They're essential in the challenging um, and the difficult times. So, 95% systems, five percent magic. And I've created a series of habits from from when I first get up. And I think highly successful people, people who want to live a, a level ten life, they have a a, a real. Um, fantastic way of getting into their day. And um, as those who've listened to the previous episode have heard, I have a morning routine, which I call the, the 4M routine. And uh, I very, very quickly reprise that for um, either to help those who've heard it once, it's good to hear these things again, mm. uh, particularly um, if you really want to deepen knowledge and understanding, there's only so much the brain can absorb on, on one hearing. So the more you listen, And this is why I write my goals every day. This is why I write my affirmations every day. It's why I write what I'm happy and grateful for every day. Um, Because it's just layering, you know, into the subconscious mind. And it's building my belief system. So the 4M routine, really quickly, is starting every day with some movement. And, um, you know, it's not necessarily going for a 15K run, a 30K cycle ride, um, swimming or going to the gym and, and working really hard for an hour. It can just be movement, just 20 minutes walk. If you stimulate your body, you stimulate your brain. Strong body, strong brain. And, and just walking to create some energy. And it's also a great creative time and great thinking time, just, just when you move. Um, then it's a process I call mind cleansing. And that really is you know just taking everything that's going on in my mind and just decluttering and just getting it all down um, in my journal. It's essentially... A glorified things to do list, Craig. But there's a critical thing here that's really important. And once it's out of my brain and it's on paper, I don't feel the need to complete that list. What I do feel the need to complete is what I call the success list. So I I go through that list once I've got everything down and I star the things that I believe are going to take me in the direction of my goals, the really important things. And those are the things I make sure I get done every single day. Once I've done that, I'll meditate. I'll meditate for 10 minutes. And meditation, it's one of those, the new research from the States is, it takes 66 days to create a habit. And it's amazing the number of people who say to me, oh, I've tried to meditate once or twice, it just doesn't work for me. And I say, "You really got to, you're not gonna see an instant benefit from something like meditation. But over time, the accumulated benefit, certainly for me, is absolutely significant. So it reduces any anxiety, it reduces any pressure, any frustration, it increases my focus, it increases my concentration, and it really centres me. And straight out of my meditation, I then have what I call an appointment with Mozart, and that is time for myself, by myself, with myself. No technology, no chance of disruption. It's just me and my thoughts and my journal. And that's when the real magic happens. That's when I'm operating at a 100-foot, I'm really, I'm not in the business. I'm thinking about, I'm on the business, I'm on life. I'm thinking about the big goals. I'm thinking about the Richard Branson test. And and that's where I'm in my most creative and innovative state. What I now do, so that's my 4M routine. And Mm -hmm. um, there's a a book um, called Atomic Habits by a guy called James Clear. And he talks about habit stacking. So these things need to become habitual. So my brain now knows I've moved, therefore, it must be a mind cleanse. I've mind cleansed, therefore, it must be meditation. I've meditated, therefore, it's Mozart time. But I've I've extended it out, Craig, so it's now four Ms plus one G plus one T. So the G is an act of gratitude. So every single day, just to appreciate somebody um, for some way they've they've contributed to my life in, in a positive way. And uh, I worked for an amazing boss in the early 90s called Mike g And G-Key always used to say, every leader can find 15 minutes a day to say thank you. And so when I, through my corporate life and, and now, it's just in the diary. So 15 minutes of praise, recognition, celebration. It's brilliant for our own mindset. And obviously just putting good out into the universe helps a lot of other people's mindset. And my grandfather said to me, he said, just do, do people a good turn. Never worry if you get it back. Just do people a good turn. Um, but I found through my life that these, this continuous, you know, praise, recognition, thank yous, act of gratitude, when I've needed help, people have been there to help me. So that's the one G. It's the one act of gratitude. And the one T is from a guy called Gary Keller. And to everyone who, who listens to your podcast, I recommend The One Thing by Gary Keller. Amazing mm-hmm. read. I listen to it um, by audio book two or three times a year. And, um, you know, so I time block in my diary, my, I call it my one, my one T it's my one thing diary block. And that's when I do the most important thing I have to do that day. So it might be a, a few of the items from the success list from the mind cleanse, or it might be something like preparing for this podcast, um, writing a chapter in my book, whatever's the most important thing I need to do. I do it in that time. So pretty much early in the day, I'm feeling amazing. I've, I've done a mixture of movement and meditation mm-hmm. um which there's huge benefits to that I've organized myself um I've done some deep thinking I've put some good out into the universe and I've done the most important thing of the day so yeah the early part of my day really sets me up for success um, on a daily basis
0: I love this and I I love the fact that you've talked about this as a as a means of systemizing your mind management so that it, you're treating your mind management the same as you treat business processes you know think you know absolutely i suppose one big question for me to put to you it would be for the benefit of anyone that doesn't have all of this because you you've put together quite a you've packed together quite a lot of stuff there and you talked about the challenge of creating habits and that it can take 66 days what advice would you give to someone that doesn't have all of that at the moment they 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 currently feel very much like they're on the hamster wheel which you mentioned I can't remember if that was in this episode or the one before um where where would you recommend that someone that doesn't have it all together in in this really organized way, where, where to start?
1: Yeah, that's an absolutely brilliant question. And very early in my corporate career, I went to a conference and I heard this story about how there was someone who was sharing everything that she did. She was the most successful person in a particular industry. Mm -hmm. And uh, when she came off stage, this journalist grabbed her and said, you're crazy. You've just shared all of your secrets. And she goes, look, it it doesn't really matter. 50% of the people weren't listening. And out of the other 50%, only three or four have got the strength of personality to change their behaviors in in any way. I'll still be number one next year. And the story played out that she was by an even greater distance. And when I heard heard that story, I was initially really disappointed in human behavior. And I thought, well, how can that be? How can you have someone who's so successful sharing all of her well, they're no longer secrets, but all of their best practices, knowing for well that most people will do nothing. So I decided, Craig, that um, I would just always be in that 3 to 4% of people who would do at least something differently. Every time I, I listened to a podcast, watched a TED talk, um, listened to an audio book, read an article, you know, went to a conference, whatever it might be, I would always make sure I would do something different. So I just came up with this little phrase that was, Um, whenever I saw anyone doing anything better than me I would learn it and then I would copy it and then I'd have my own 10% winning edge to make it better or make it fit my life and as I matured a little bit I realized that sometimes you can't just physically copy you need to adapt so that'd be the first thing I would say to everyone is is um, learn you know have a they talk about the growth mindset today but have a have Curiosity is one of the superpowers that we all have. So use that curiosity, stay relevant. You cannot outgrow your level of, of self-development. So always be learning. But then take that learning. Arnie Schwarzenegger once said, you know, no one got muscles watching me work out. So you've got to put it into action. So learn it, adapt it to fit your life, and then add your own 10%. But I would be, I would be building, I would be taking. Um, or thinking about my morning, and you know different people are in different situations in life, so if you 're a single mum, you might be in one situation. Um, you know if, if you if you travel a lot, um, not at the moment, obviously, but if you travel a lot internationally, you might be in another situation. so everyone 's got lots of different situations, so you need to think about if you, if you operate with a player mindset as opposed to a you know a cynical mindset, which is like, oh, that won't work for me. It's easy for Andy to say that he's self-employed, this, that, and the other. You've got to have a player mindset, which is positive, can-do, optimistic. You say, well, maybe it won't work that way, but if I adapt it, I can get it to work this way. And I would, I would think about, you know, get really clear on what matters most to you, and I would start to build my winning habits and systems around that. So as you know from the first episode, I started with my Mozart time because that was what was most important to me at the time, I wasn't spending any time with my own thoughts and highly successful people. Yes, they're, they're very action orientated, but greatness requires stillness. Sometimes you've got to slow down to speed up. And, and that was the signature process that I needed. So I spent time thinking about life, business and goals on a daily basis and built out from there. So, so that would, would, would be my advice. Um, if, if you don't mind, I, I would just say to people, and, and this is why most people stay where they are in their comfort zone. And um, if you've lived your whole life in a cave in complete darkness, and then one day suddenly lets you out and it's a beautiful sunny day, like we tend to get most days here on the Gold Coast, um, <laughs> you know, what happens to your, what happens to your eyes Well, you're temporarily blinded and it feels really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So you want to run back into the cave. But if you can just spend some time with that discomfort, your eyes will adjust and then you'll see this beautiful vista in front of you and then you only want to go forward. And if you replace cave with comfort zone, what we have to be able to do, and this, by the way, for anyone who coaches other people, is so important to get this. But first of all, we've got to get ourselves out of the cave or the comfort zone, but then we've got to stay there. and mm-hmm. And this is the period of, where it feels uncomfortable. And as soon as you get some what most people do is they return to the comfort zone. So this is, is a bit of a test and learn process. And it is a post process of, of playing with some of these winning habits and routines, adapting them, working them and you'll have better days and then less good days, but keep, keep working with them would be my, my other advice because life is way better out of the cave
0: love that i love the cave analogy that's superb. that's so good so what advice would you give to someone who's perhaps leading a team or or looking to build out a team in, in this current environment where there's a lot of fear and anxiety um what advice could they they give or what what Practices could they adopt to actually help their people through this?
1: Yeah, I think I think that is a brilliant question. And um, when I was in uh, business leadership, three words. These were the three most important words, and these were three words I took to every single business. And the first word is clarity. Most businesses that I, I consult to, most businesses that I work with, there's still a lack of clarity. And again, people need clarity in the good times. It's absolutely essential they have clarity in the challenging and and the tough times. And um, so, for example, when I took over the St. George Bank, um, we had a conference for all our our bank managers uh, in Sydney. And I said to them, I'm actually going to leave the room for 45 minutes. I'm going to start phoning a few branches. And I'm just going to ask them all the same question. I'm just going to ask to speak to random people. What's the three most important things this branch has to achieve over the next six months? And I could see the look of horror on many of the bank uh, bank managers' faces. So I actually went out and did it anyway. And the answers were all over the place. Yeah. And I came back in. And I said, "Guys, how can we run a successful business when people do not understand what matters most?" Mm-hmm. So that would be my my first point, Craig. It'd be to make sure there's absolute clarity of every single person in the team about what matters most. And I would strongly recommend at the moment a lot of remote remote working happening that a quick check in with every individual team member on a monday morning what's the three things you're going to be working on this week and just making those three things you know are in agreement with what you think those that individuals priorities must be so clarity 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 my second word is consistency as a leader if if you're reactive and you're knee jerking if you know one week this is important the next week that's important the third week something else is important If everything's important, nothing's important. So you've got to be consistent, and that's consistent in your communication, consistent uh, in your priorities. Yes, you you, clearly we've all got to pivot uh, in the current environment, but we've got to be consistent in how we're communicating, how we're messaging, how we're engaging, how we're getting people to participate. And then the third word is simplicity. And when I started in leadership, I thought it was all about proving you were the smartest person in the room and almost overcomplicating everything to to show your value as a manager or a leader. What a load of nonsense that is. It's the exact opposite. As a leader, my job was to make the complex simple and the simple compelling. So I'd encourage everyone who's listening to this who is a leader or a manager to think about those three words. Have all of my people got enough clarity about what matters most, where we're going, the vision, the direction, the goals, and do they really understand their part in it? Am I then being consistent? And am I making things as simple as possible, simple for my people, simple for our customers, simple for our business partners and suppliers?
0: Oh, I love this. Um, I just want to focus for a moment on keeping things simple because that actually takes effort, doesn't it? Uh, it's, um, I, I think it was Mark Twain that said, uh, I didn't have time to write a short letter, so I've written this long one instead. So. <laughs> Uh, so there, there's a real craft in 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 making things simple for people, isn't there? So how, how do you go about d- achieving simplicity in business?
1: Yeah, and and yeah, again, if you look at my YouTube channel, for example, every every all, the vast majority of the gift bites on there are two minutes long. Mm-hmm. So taking you know uh, relatively. Um, potentially complicated things and just getting them across in two minutes in very, very simple, practical language. Because at the end of the day, execution, 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 there's a huge challenge in most organisations with execution. And that, to me, is because we haven't made it simple enough. Um, There's a lack of understanding because it's it's so complex. So, for example, whenever I think about making a decision, I go through a very simple process. I decide what I'm going to do. I commit to doing it. And then I go, decide, commit, go. And I go into so many organizations where so many initiatives just fizzle out because there's not enough commitment. People have decided, go, they missed out the commitment. Or they, they never get to go because they're going around this cycle. Decide, oh, I'm not quite sure, I'm not quite sure, I'm not quite sure. So decide what you're going to do, commit to doing it and get going. So when I was, again, in my RBS days in the UK, every year there used to be this kind of corporate mantra of, Every year we've got to do more, better, with less. Mm. So we've got, to, we've got to do more, we've got to achieve more, we've got to do it better, but there's going to be less. Less resources, be it time, people, uh, money. And when I sat back and thought about that, I thought, well, actually, it's the reverse of that. We've got to do less, better, with more. More passion, more energy, more determination, more focus. And... and You know, it's purely because of that Mozart time and I sit back and and think about these things. So if you think of everything we've been talking about tonight, the 4M routine, very, very simple to articulate. Learn, copy, add your 10% or learn, adapt, add your 10%. Decide, commit, go. My success formula, success for me, I can't define what success means to you. I can't define what success means to anyone, but I can give you a formula. Success equals G, plus M, plus A, times D. Success equals goals, big, clear goals. The M, no surprise to you, is mindset. Mm -hmm. The A is action, but action that's directly relating to the achievement of the goal. And I find there's so many people who are so busy and they're doing a load of stuff, but only a small percentage is actually related to the achievement of the goal. It's very reactive. It's very responsive. It's very low value. So when I'm talking to my clients, it's, let's make sure we've got big clear goals and we do a lot of work on the mindset, which is some of the habits we've been talking about, but let's make sure we're focused on high value activity. That's going to take you in the direction of the goals. And we, we habit stack those activities early in the day, high value activities early in the day. So after the one thing, let's make sure the morning is stacked with high value activity. And it's amazing how many people come to work and they get caught up in low value reactive activity. Mm. You know, the minute you, you go to your inbox, you're dealing with other people's priorities. And it's amazing how people's mindset is I'll just go into my inbox. I'll just clear it up and then I'll get onto the important stuff. Three hours later, they're still clearing it up or they just, they start with a, with a meeting. It lacks purpose agenda. There's no minutes, there's no actions, and that tends to be their day. Only towards the end of the day do they get to stuff of of real value, and it's all the wrong way around if you want to develop a a true champion's mindset and live a a level 10 life and achieve achieve greatness. So goals plus mindset, 80-90% is what's going on between here, then actions, and then it's times D, and the D Mm -hmm. is a massive winning habit, and that's debriefing. A friend of mine from the Formula One world, a guy called Richard West, talks about in Formula One, you go plan, do, review. And Richard's saying, he sees a lot of people doing, 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 less and less planning, hardly hardly any reviewing. And that's the debrief. So if you debrief every significant activity that you do, and say you do the same activity once a day, Mm -hmm. um, and if you just have a short debrief at the end of that activity, and all you're looking for is the one or 2% improvements, and say you only find an improvement if you do it five times a week. Say you only find an improvement twice a week, but it's a 1% to 2% improvement. Imagine the difference over three months, never mind six months or 12 months. And um, winners debrief more than the average. It's as simple as that. So I do a, a debrief of every significant activity in the moment. So what went well, what should I do differently? Or you could use a stop, start, continue. So that's a huge winning habit that can really improve. The quality of our thinking but also the quality of our doing and it'll accelerate us out um at, at real speed over a period of time i
0: love that i'm certainly going to be listening back to this and taking notes myself because I, I know that there's that there's enough here that i'm not currently doing so i know i can i can gain benefit from, from going back through this show uh, i just want to go back if I may, to decide, commit, go. And I'm really interested to know how you gain the commitment, both on a personal level and the team level.
1: Yeah. So for me, it's incredibly simple. When, mm. when I sit my Mozart out time, I'll decide on a, a particular course of action. And then I literally will score myself out of 10, crate. And if I'm not a nine or a 10, I won't start. You know, and when you see people, it's amazing how many people's goals, they set some goals and they, and they, they, they just fizzle out. Mm. It's because they haven't, they're not massively committed to the achievement of the goal. Right. So if I cannot score myself a nine out of ten, I will not even start. So that's how I, but then I know once I've taken my first step, the only way to start is to start. It's one of the things I have written all over the place. The only way to start is to start. So mm. I know that once I'm committed, take the first action. And um, I see a lot of people that um, they procrastinate, they overthink. Mm. So you've got to move to the action stage. And this is why mindset is so important, because we have these moments of self-doubt. And the more you procrastinate, the more that self-doubt builds. So the, 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 the gap between committing and going has to be very, very small. And then once I'm going, it's about executing. Mm. But if, you, if, you're, if you're starting too much with a lower level of commitment, you're not going to do anything brilliantly well. When I'm working with teams, uh, I'll I'll, I'll keep this as as short as I possibly can, but the teams need to have a discussion. And then at Mm -hmm. some point the team needs to make a decision. And then what I say to the teams is you have to then 100% commit to that decision in the room, through the Zoom or the video conference. And not saying anything is not acceptable. So, you know, you can't then leave the room once you've left the room, you've got to be 100% loyal to the to the decision. Mm. So you've had the opportunity, and if you are silent, that's agreement. You know, yeah. because if you don't agree with it in the room, you've got to articulate why you don't agree with it. Because what tends to happen is when people leave the room and things start to go a little bit pear shaped, fingers started to get pointed. You know, ah, oh, I didn't say anything. You know, that wasn't my decision. That was Craig's decision. I never really agreed with it. And this takes a high-performing team down at incredible speed. So for teams, you have a discussion, you make a decision, you commit in the room, you're 100% loyal outside of the room, and then you um, go and then you execute. So it's just a slightly extended uh, process. Um, but whoever's you know, accountable, uh, or chairing the meeting or the, the senior person in the room, needs to make sure they've looked everyone in the eye or through the screens and you know, checked in that they are loyal and committed to that decision. That's how you maintain a high-performing team. I can't agree with everything, but I've got to be loyal to it once the decision is made.
0: Love that. So there's so much gold in here and plenty to, to unpack. So this is definitely one for the note, notepad and pen. So uh, thank you, Andy, so, so much for joining us. From down under today, really appreciate it. I think you've pulled a late one, haven't you, to, to, to deliver this for us? So, really appreciate you. Now, before we wrap things up, I just want to do what we always do with our guests is that we invite you to share how people can find you online and also give you the opportunity, if you'd like to, to promote something that you've got going on with, with which you help people.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd love people to subscribe to my YouTube channel. There's a ton of additional content that we've not had the opportunity to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy Fell, uh, gift 631 uh, Connect with me through LinkedIn would be absolutely amazing. My Facebook business page, Andy Fell, um, gift 631 uh, Twitter's a, a symbol, uh, similar handle. Um, and then my, my landing page is, uh, is what winners do. So you'll find it through that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm doing a lot of virtual coaching. Uh, now it's just a, an absolute pleasure and privilege so if people are looking for that one on one support um you know absolutely amazing very uh very blessed at doing um, uh, plenty of uh webinars as well for for teams all over the world so uh, yeah i'd love to connect with some of the some of your followers Craig it'd be absolutely amazing fabulous
0: andy once again thank you so much for joining us on the corporate escape plan it's It's been fabulous thank you so much absolute pleasure. Cheers.